All right, hello, Idiots on Parade, D2 Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? And hi, Dave. How do you do? And listeners, if you notice that pause, there is a small lag on uh, my friend Dave's uh, connection. So we're going to be talking, well, there might be, we're going to be talking at a normal rate, but there might be pauses between uh, question and answer. So don't, don't stop listening. Don't hit your phone or your computer, whatever you listen to our podcast on. There just might be delays uh, between uh, a question Jake or I asks and a response Dave has. Who is Dave? Well, let's jump into that in one second. First, before we get started, I do want to make an announcement and then... Uh, also, pra- thanks for being on the show, man. Uh, before he makes the announcement, we appreciate having you here. Well, I was going to do that at the end after it's all done. Like, hey, thanks for being here. You're, you're well, you know what? I'm thanking him twice. I don't care what you have to say about it. I'm using one of our thank yous now. Deal with it. That, uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Here's the announcement. Uh, my latest comedy CD that Jake and I talked about with my buddy uh, Barrett months ago is out. It came out yesterday. Uh, the nice. CD is called I Might Not Be Joking. And as of right now, this moment, as we record, it is in the top 20 downloads on the iTunes comedy chart. It's number oh, 16. Oh, sweet. Congrats, man. That's awesome. Yeah. I got a really uh, good guy. His name is Jim. He runs a Twitter uh, feed of comedy. He runs a comedy Twitter feed. He tweeted a link to my CD to 48,000 people this morning, and I'm pretty sure that's what did it. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, thanks to Jim for putting me in the top 20 on the comedy iTunes uh, albums. If you are interested, as I said, listeners, uh, it's called I Might Not Be Joking, Nathan Timmel, that's me, and it's on iTunes, Google Play. It should be on Amazon, but it's not right now, but it's on CD Baby. Look it up. Please buy it, or just if you have Apple Music or Google Music, you can just stream, listen to it, whatever you do. All right, now, who is Dave Degner? Jake, you don't know Dave, do you? I do not. Well, last week, uh, Jake, as we were signing off or after we signed off, I don't, Jake, remember, like, hey, what was that? Who's opening a door? Wow, that's loud. Oh, that was my, yeah, my, my, my girlfriend was leaving. She's you gone now. Need, you need to her, oil her, that thing. Oil can. Little uh, her, Wizard her, of Oz. Her, her tyranny of sound is over, man. She's, <laughs> she's gone. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the Tin Man. Oil can. Uh, anyway, so last week, Jake and I are signing off, and Jake, you started asking, hey, wasn't there one more story you wanted to talk about? And I said, yeah, but I can't fucking remember what it is. And then, what was it, a day later or something, uh, we remembered what we wanted to talk about last week, but forgot. Jake, What was it again? <laughs> oh, God. Are you fucking no, kidding I, me? I, I remember. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you had me, fucker. We There's, wanted to talk about... Line. Yes, the, the Standing Rock, the, the pipeline, everyone's protesting. And the reason Dave is our guest today is, uh, Jake, you and I are internet warriors. We uh, post on Facebook and podcast and say things like, well, the pipeline is bad. But then we just turn on TV and watch that and don't do anything. Dave actually went up and joined the protest for several days just because it's the right thing to do. Dave, welcome nice. to That's the uh, awesome, podcast. Man. Yeah, it's uh, great to be here. Great to talk to you. Um, let's just start with what I, what I just, what the shit that just poured out of my mouth. Um, walk (laughs) me through the decision-making process. Were you just sitting at home or was this something you wanted to do? Or did you just have the thought, you know what? I should do this because instead of just making a Facebook post, this pipeline is bad. Well, you wanted to put your money where your mouth was and and go up and witness or be a part of it. What was your decision-making process? Right. Uh, I guess you could go back to last month to the election. 
you know, we're kind of in a, we're kind of in a different world now. And I, uh, you know, like you said, standing, uh, you know, sitting behind the computer and just typing messages on, uh, social media isn't going to cut it. You know, I kind of like to, uh, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, we need boots on the ground essentially. And, uh, when I heard about the, uh, veterans movement going up there, um, you know, I felt compelled to, to volunteer. Uh, I got called. I got asked if I wanted to attend. And uh, next thing I know, I'm on the way uh, to North Dakota, you know, last Saturday and uh, got to spend a couple of days up there. And uh, <clears throat> our, uh... let me interrupt very quickly and say that I am an asshole because I said South Dakota, I believe. So fuck <laughs> me in the face. Uh, I will be well, the internet ignorant piece of shit that, that, that owns up to it. Please continue after since you corrected me without even meaning to. So <laughs> the, good, good call there. I, I thank you for saying North Dakota because I'm again with the internet. Like I don't believe this is right. This is wrong, and here I am getting the facts wrong. That that shows you part of the problem is you you believe in something like this is bad, but you're fucking stupid and don't. You have know, all it's the facts. good that you called yourself out on that though because I, <laughs> I, like I didn't to. even notice. I honestly, North Dakota, South Dakota, like. Yeah, I mean, I I knew which one it was, but the fact that you said the other one, that uh, it, it washed right over me. You know, you said it with such confidence. I was like, yeah, he's talking about the correct Dakota there. And my, my brain didn't even filter it out. So the fact that you went back, and I, I would imagine most of the listeners, too, weren't sitting there going, wait a minute, put the car in park, let me rewind. I think he said the wrong Dakota. I don't think anyone noticed until you called yourself out on that nonsense. So thank well, you for it was- that. I had to because it was going to get worse because I was going to start talking about the injustice of running the pipeline right through Mount Rushmore. I can't believe they were going to run it down Abe Lincoln's <laughs> face. But uh, yeah. anyway, so so you got the veterans call. What uh, what branch uh, did you serve in, Mr. Degner? We we have Army over there with Jake and uh, Dave. Where were you? Uh, yeah, I was in the uh, I was in the Army. I'm, I'm uh, I was in the U.S. Uh, Army Reserves for about nine years. I was uh, deployed for about seven months in 2003. Uh, I'm I'm not a combat veteran. I was a, you know, in the rear with the gear like the majority of the people. I can't, uh, you know, I've got nothing to say about me <laughs> doing anything heroic in my time. But no, neither uh, is just... Jake, and Jake was out there. Jake uh, downplays <laughs> all heroism. Jake, Jake is like, dude, I signed up for the money and the scholarship. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. Money, money, and money in the weed, man. Uh, right. Afghanistan's uh, it, where a lot of weed used to come from back in the day, and I was like, I got to get, I got to get boots on the ground there and get it before it uh, <laughs> gets p- picked and packaged. It's not as fresh, you know. It's just kind of like eating. Uh, you, you, you eat an orange in in, in Florida. It's a little bit better. I, I wanted to go over there. Nice analogy between pot and oranges. <laughs> so, how many veterans uh, would you say showed up? Uh, who, who, who? Well, initially, initially, uh, the uh, the organizers were hoping to get about five hundred people to come up there. Um, within a matter of days, they had reached uh, about two thousand volunteers. Nice. And- they uh, they had a GoFundMe site that quickly reached uh, you know well over half a million dollars. And what did that purchase? Supplies, heat, food. Yeah, they uh, unfortunately a lot of that money was not released until most of the veterans were already there. I believe it was just last Monday, uh, so it has created some pretty significant uh, logistics problems. Uh, with trying to get people back out of the camp that are still there, uh, bringing the food in. 
you know, they they had assumed out of the 2,000 that volunteered that uh, about 1,500 would actually show up. And as of uh, uh, Monday morning, almost 4,000 uh, veterans showed wow. up. Oh, nice. Good on you guys. So, yeah. That's they, awesome, uh, man. They, they're, they're really dealing with a lot of chaos up there right now, which is, <laughs> you know, I made the decision to leave there on Monday when the weather really took a, you know, a bad turn. And, uh, I know a lot of people did leave, but, uh, uh, you know, they, they were, they were just overwhelmed with the, the number of people that showed up, uh, you know, trying to get food in there. There's, there's only one road in and out of that camp. And uh, there's no running water. There's no electricity. With the blizzard up there, that road is closed. Oh so wow! There, yeah, you there, took a picture. You you told you first of all, Dave sent me a picture trying to get out, and I think that's why I said South Dakota because you mentioned you were in South Dakota at the time. But you said it took you six hours to drive 100 miles. Was that the the figure you gave me? Wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 uh, Standing Rock, the the camp where the protest is going, is in North Dakota. Uh, at the yeah, northern, you got to drive through. South- Dave lives in Iowa, so you have right. to drive through South Dakota. The, uh, the majority of the reservation is, in fact, in South Dakota. The uh, the, the the protest and the, the the point where the pipeline is going through is actually on the North Dakota side. It's about uh, I would uh, 35, 40 miles in North Dakota. Well, this so this this is the part I wanted to because Jake and I were going to bust on this because the. We, we were supposed to be comedians and we end up, you know, talking politics and complaining a lot. So we, we sometimes we figure maybe we should try and be funny. And I saw the best headline in the world and I sent it to Jake and Jake said, that's hilarious. And then you verified this, you know, boots on the ground, eyes in the field. You saw this live. And that's why I wanted to talk to you. The headline was... Uh, dear social justice warriors, please don't turn Standing Rock into your Burning Man, because these <laughs> these 20-year-old, you know, like, this is wrong, these Californians were showing up and like, we want to wear Native American headdresses and be yes. one with the earth, and, and that's got to be like this mix of thanks for showing up, but fuck you, you know, like, t- talk about what you saw and the attitudes you felt about people that... You know they're they're supporting the cause, but there's an appropriate and any inappropriate way to do something. Right, right. Uh, just to be clear, the majority of the veterans went up there were for the well, most. Well, I'm not part... mixing. I'm not mixing veterans in with the the 20 year old kids from Social oh, Justice Warrior, I, I, I don't, California. No. Okay. Uh, the uh, the veterans for the for the most part, we uh, you know our message was neutral on the on the pipeline. Uh, on race, you know, our, our mission was primarily as veterans to form a wall essentially between the police forces, Morton County Sheriff's Department and the protesters, uh, because I, it was in our, our belief what happened after Thanksgiving with the uh, with them spraying water on, you know, in freezing conditions, the CS gas, the, uh, yeah. you know, rubber bullets. This uh, to us was more in uh, defense of First Amendment rights and civil liberties, not necessarily making an environmentalist stand. You know, my my political beliefs are, yeah, I, you know, fuck oil, but that's not why I was there, and that's not why, you know, the majority of the veterans that were, you know, a lot of them were Tea Party veterans, uh, uh, Republicans, Trump support. You know, there was quite a mix politically of uh, the group that were there, but we were pretty much united you know, more so in protecting their right to protest than anything else. Now, as far as the people that are there in camp, 
the majority of them, the vast majority of them, you know, their heart's in the right place. You know, they, they believe they're doing good, but just like you said, there, there is a significant minority of people there primarily, you know, a, a lot of them from the West coast, a lot from California, a lot from down South that, like you said, they, they, they've come up there and, uh, you know, this is, you know, they've tried to kind of co-opt this into their own motives, uh, you know, their own causes and issues, whether it be race relations or, you know, uh, you know, uh, there's a, a lot of the LGBT, however many letters they've got now. I don't know. There's a lot of the gay community that's up there protesting. And, now, and, let, me, and, let me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you. How in the fuck do they wrap that into an oil? How do they bring like we're here, we're queer, no oil? I don't understand the the significant did you get any sense of why they were trying to co-opt the the protest or just because it was in the news they figure oh this is in the news well i'll get us in the news also using i i, I can't think wrap over my the last couple it. months it, yeah there there's been my sense from a lot of the younger people there that you know and and from the media attention this has kind of become almost a, a pilgrimage for young white millennial people to come up there and take a stand for you know Whatever it is that they want to take a stand on, go to Standing Rock and, you know, take a stand against the government, take a stand against Trump, take a stand against big oil, big corporations, uh, you know, against police protect, you know, just, you know, pick something. And, uh, you know, they're finding this is kind of the the magnet to attract everybody to make a stand for whatever. And uh, yeah. So was there anybody taking a stand against something that like. Most of the people there were not on board with. I mean, did anything kind of mesh? Did like Namla show up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, That's I, right. I didn't see. It. Trying to keep us out of, uh, you know, the. the place I, I, we I didn't see too. anything like okay. that. Um, uh, it. It, <laughs> it was kind of interesting, though. Uh, uh, you know, um, actually, I think on. Uh, on Monday night, there was quite a few of us, or Sunday night, I'm sorry, were over uh, with uh, a lot of the veterans and several of the uh, Native Americans there, and, uh, you know, we were having some beer, uh, beers and uh, kind of enjoying the temporary victory that had been announced that day with the... Uh, uh, I want to talk about that, too. Go ahead. I'm sorry. With permit, but uh, there was a young white girl there, she, you know, very attractive. You know, some of us were talking to her. She was having a few beers with us, and uh, from Southern California, and uh, the friend of mine that I'd made up there. He's from Seattle. He's talking to this this older uh, Native American guy there that had, you know, big white goatee, white hair. And, uh, you know, he would joke that he, he uh, resembled, you know, people called him uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And uh, so we called, you know, started calling him Obi. Uh, you know, I don't know what the hell his real name was, but, you know, we were all laughing, having a good time. There was, there was nothing insensitive about it. And she made it a point to come up and pull myself and this other gentleman aside to oh, ask us to check our <laughs> white privilege that this was being insensitive to people of color. Uh, you know, I kind of Too long has like, the white men been making Star Wars <laughs> references against the Native well, Americans. You know, this really stood <laughs> out in my mind. You know, that, references. I mean, yeah, they're sick of the pipeline and, and the fact that jobs are all fucked up on the reservations, too. But they're mostly and sick the of Star Wars references. And the poverty and the, the land trees. They're, but yeah, yes, the Star those Wars. Are, those, are, those are on the list. But mostly they don't like Halloween costumes or football teams <laughs> or being called Star Wars characters. <laughs> right, right. 
Oh, you so know, she pulls him aside. That, that, oh, Christ. Anyway, so I mean, like I said, I, I, you know, I, I, I think their heart is in the right place for a lot of these people. But what, what, what did she say to you specifically? Do you remember, or was it just a? Just like to me, respect. My, yeah. yeah, she she came up and put her arm around me and she she said, you and your friend need to check your white privilege. That's right. what she oh, specifically God. said to me. Now, my friend who is, uh, you know, I don't I don't drink. So, you know, I was just kind of there. Uh, you know, he was about four or five beers in. So he just basically turned around and said, go fuck yourself. And she walked off in a <laughs> kind of in a pissy mood. Well, which, it's, it's you a know, good way to deal with it. You know what I mean? You can't, you know, can't pander for him. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, no, nobody was there uh, calling anybody. You know, we were all there as a group. There was there was not white people. There was not red people. There was not men, women. You know, all the veterans that were there, we were there as veterans. We were all, you know, there was a lot of unity, you know, and for her to come up and, and to try to make that assumption that we were, you know, being insensitive or picking on him because we were calling him obese, it, that's ridiculous. Yeah, That's, if you were saying something, even like if you were calling him Redskin or anything even remotely derogatory or even even like old man, you know, like, but to, to yeah, Star yeah. Wars reference, come on, fuck off. Right, right. And and apparently she did. She uh, she <laughs> she left after that. She did but, fuck uh, off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you said something that uh, I thought was very sad. Not that you said it, but you made me think of something. So, as you said, the temporary temporary victory, uh, the the. U.S. Army Corps of Engineers said, we are not going to grant the permit. Uh, let's put an end to this. The problem is, right after they said that, I read, and I could be wrong, um, either of you please correct me or continue what I'm about to say, uh, that the people doing the pipeline are like, yeah, we're just going to keep digging because as soon as Trump gets into office, he's going to override everything and we're going to get to do whatever the fuck we want. Really? I didn't catch that last part, man. Yeah, that was that's the overriding. That that's sucks. what I read, is that they're going to just, like, Ignore it because all they have to do is wait it out till January twentieth, and the tide will turn. Dave, any insights? Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. The uh, the uh, you know the permit was you know denied at least temporarily on Monday uh, with uh, the pressure of uh, President Obama on that. You know, pending whatever further studies they want to try to do. You know, hopefully to try to make some maybe compromises with the. Uh, with the tribe up there, but, uh, you know, the, the position from uh, Dakota access was, you know, we're not going to pull out, uh, you know, we're not taking our equipment out of here. We're here to stay. Uh, you know, the $50,000 a day fine to continue is chump change to us. Um, you know, my impression was, you know, if, if they can get the people out of the way and they can keep digging, they will do it. And they will deal with the consequences, the legal consequences into, you know, the next administration. But once the pipeline's done, you know, they might not be able to legally start running product through there. But once it's done, it's done. Uh, you know, they'll spend however many, you know, millions of dollars in court that they'll need to do. But once it's done, you're not going to, you know, tear it back out. Sure. Well, let's, right. let's talk about that quickly for any listeners and or uh, speakers like me who may be incorrect, but if, if I 
am correct, what I've read is the pipeline was originally supposed to go somewhere a little further north, but uh, white Americans said, hey, you're going to fuck with our water supply. We're scared. You know, what if something happens? So they said, oh, okay, we'll move it south. And then the natives said, hey, same thing, our water supply. And they went, yeah, fuck you. And we're just going to put it here. Is that basically the case is it was supposed to run somewhere else, but when Whitey complains, he gets listened to? Well, yeah, correct. Um the uh, really the the main issue that the, uh, the 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 Native Americans up there had is yeah exactly like what you said originally it was supposed to go north of Bismarck uh, the people of Bismarck protested saying hey you know we don't want this pipeline going through our city if there's a problem you know our water's fucked our city's fucked go south and, you know go south of the city. Uh, for Dakota access, you know, legally the point of least resistance was to go through this narrow strip of land that is under the management of the Army Corps of Engineers. <clears throat> it's a very narrow strip of land that is right along the border of the reservation. The pipeline is literally about 1,500 feet from the recognized line of the uh, current reservation. You so know, so it's not actually. When everybody says, I've read stories that, that say what you were about to before I interrupted you, and I apologize. They say, like, well, the pipeline's not even on the reservation. It's not even on the reservation. It's really fucking close. It's right there. You can see it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's right there. Uh, some of the – what their their original protest was the, the line that is currently recognized is not the line that the tribe, the Sioux – the Dakota and the Lakota Indians up there recognize as the original uh, Fort Laramie Treaty going back to, I don't know, 19 or 1861, uh, I believe, extended to where the Army Corps of Engineers, that land that they manage now was actually part of the reservation. When the uh, Missouri River was dammed back in the 40s, they took control over a lot of this property that was along the river. The original treaty stated that the reservation could go to the low water mark on the east side of the river. So the natives up there are still consider this part of their reservation. Uh, but after the Army Corps of Engineers took control, it, it is, you know, they still have the hunting rights, they have farming rights on a lot of this ground, but it is not managed by the reservation, it's managed by the Army Corps of Engineers. And that narrow strip of property that is under the government management is where the pipeline is coming through. So they were not required to do... Yeah. With, you know, they didn't have to deal with the reservation to the extent that if they were just going to go straight on across it, which like with the Keystone Pipeline, they were protesting that because that was going to come right through the middle of the reservation. Um, you know, and, and luckily, at least for right now, that seems to have been halted or stopped. Uh, but this particular pipeline, yeah, it it's that's where a lot of this contention is, you know, that. On the Dakota access, their people are saying, hey, you know, this is the government isn't recognizing this as your property. This is managed by the Corps of Engineers. So we don't have to deal with you. The reservation is still saying, hey, according to the original treaty from back way back when, you know, this is still our land just because you flooded it and you managed it. It's still ours. You know, so this is how this all kind of got started. How, it, it brings us up to where we're at now. And how, when you say I all got started, it feels like it's been in the news for 
shit, I can't even put a date on it. How, how has it been several months now or when did the protest the, start? And go ahead. They, they actually went to Washington, I believe back in April of oh, uh, this year. Uh, that's when, uh, you know, they, they had decided to reroute the pipeline. Uh, much of the pipeline, you know, here in Iowa and, uh, you know, in, in South Dakota had already been, the construction had already began. You know, so when they decided to reroute it and go under this this lake, uh, you know, 1,500 feet from the reservation, uh, you know, they began that construction and that, that process early this year. They began to contest it back in April. It really wasn't until August that the, you know, the protest really took off with, with them realizing that they might not be able to stop this legally. So, yeah, they you know, were just going to get steamrolled over no matter what they did. So right. They so got... there's, they're setting up their camps out there along the river and physically trying to stop them. And, uh, you know, after August, that's when it, you know, it really kind of exploded into, you know, people coming up there and, and, and uh, trying to help them. And then, you know, well, that's because probably that's when we started seeing throwbacks to the civil rights movement. I mean, they were fucking turning dogs on people. And this is all right. private contractors. There's no way this can be legal. I don't understand how that can happen in 2016 other than the fact that, oh, yeah, we suck as a nation. Right. Yeah, did you see any of that up there? Like any of the um, any any of the stuff they were doing to the protesters? I mean, because, yeah, we, we've seen. Crazy no, stuff I, on the internet, man. Like, uh, they're, they're using, what, what were they using? Like, the planes with, like, tear gas with water? Like, that kind of thing? Was was, was that going on while you were there? Well, yeah, that, that's what you uh, did. How did they treat the vets when you guys, li- you said earlier that you lined up between the protesters and the police. Did the police respect you? Like, even angrily so? Like, fuck, if we're on the news letting loose dogs on veterans, we've lost the PR war. Which they should have already lost anyway, but... How, 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 what happened? Did they just sort of sit around like, fuck, we can't attack veterans? Actually, uh, <laughs> when we got there, there, there had been veterans that were there before. I actually arrived that had met up with police. You know, there was no violence. There was no physical confrontation at all. But when we arrived there, the barricades were still on the bridge. You know, the razor wire was still up. There was nobody to be found. They had pulled back about a mile to the other side of the hill. Oh, wow. It, you know, so there was nobody there. Uh, you know, the police, the you know, there were still helicopters flying all day long over the top, you know, watching us. <laughs> Just uh, like when I lived in Los Angeles. Right. And, and, you know, I I haven't, you know, I haven't read any official statements from, you know, Dakota Access or Morton County or North Dakota, but the, uh, the prevailing belief was, you know, they, they waited to see how many veterans are actually going to show up. And when we actually, when the buses started rolling in, you know, they backed off. The, the last thing that North Dakota and Morton County and, and this company wanted to see on the news was police in riot gear gassing 4,000 veterans, you know, or seeing veterans, you know, with broken noses and getting arrested or gassed or, or whatever, you know, this is going to be extremely bad PR for them. So, you know, they essentially backed off there, you know, there, there is nobody there to confront. Um, you know, so I, and I think right now their you know, their game plan here is hopefully with the weather, you know, a lot of people are going to pack up. A lot of people are going to be leaving, you know, they can come back up and make their attempt to clear these people out, you know, maybe next week, next month, 
right. whatever it's going to be. But when so how got, many people were there before you guys showed up? Like how many how many protesters total? You <laughs> I heard estimates of right around five or six thousand okay. um, when I left. You know, there was a lot of other people, not just veterans coming in there. You know, you've got a, a it's a relatively small piece of property. I, you know, I'm going to guess yeah. maybe that whole campsite's probably 30 or 40 acres. And when I left, uh, the, the numbers I was hearing was upwards of 10,000 people were camping on this site. You know, and like I said, oh, wow. you don't have so you don't it was basically most most of the really bad stuff that the that the contractors and the cops and whoever was was doing to the protesters when it was relatively small like i mean in comparison to what it ended up to it was like all right well there's a few of them so let's fucking try to force them out of here but then they got a lot of backlash more people started showing up and they're like well you know if we do this to this many people it's gonna look 20 times worse so they they just kind of backed off that kind of thing yeah for at least for right now it you know that's kind of the it's kind of what it appears to me is, you know, nice. They, That's awesome. You know, they, they've backed off, you know, they're not pulling their equipment out. The barricades are still up, but to actually have, you know, county cops, state cops and, you know, armed mercenaries basically right there at the line. Uh, you know, that's not there right now or it wasn't when I left. Yeah, that's kind of a scary thing, man. Uh, that that doesn't sound legal. I mean, it, have, have they been talking about anybody? pressing any kind of legal action against his company because hiring you being like, well, if the cops do this, it's technically against their rules of engagement, but I can hire Jerry and his band of, uh, 600 goons to go in there and just fucking cut off dreadlocks and beat the protesters with their own dreads. You know what I mean? Like soaking in, in, in lit kerosene. And that's fine. That's just Gary, Jerry and his goons. That's got nothing to do with like my company or the government or anything. That's just Jerry's a nutty fucking guy, man. And if this is not, but Jake just made me think of something. Is there a way that my tax dollars could support going in and only beating up the social justice warriors and leaving everyone else alone? Because I would approve of that. If you see someone in dreadlocks, I, I don't mind you throwing a punch at him. Uh, yeah, I, if, if you find a way, let me know. I'd probably be on board with that. That would, uh, no, and that's the thing is like, even with, with most of those guys who were up there treating it like burning man or whatever, I, I agree with all the stuff to say, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm way on board with even, even like the pet causes that you listed. I'm like, yeah, but for one thing it's, you know, maybe we'll wait until it's the day to protest for that. It's kind of like not tied to there. And then B, they've. Like, okay, Martin Luther King and Gandhi were arguably the most successful, like, protest leaders in in the last hundred years. And for many, many reasons contributed to that. But one thing that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough is uh, both those guys, they used to party and they used to protest on different fucking days. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be like, okay, let's just show up, like, clean cut. And blowing double zeros, you know what I mean? Like clear-eyed and, right. and, and, and raise our grievances. And then we'll do bong rips tomorrow, man. But, uh, yeah, those guys are just showing up to the pipeline like, let's turn it into a giant bong, man. I'm going to get high as fuck with the chief. Where's the chief? I want to do – I want to smoke weed out of a peace pipe with the chief. I want native weed, yes. Yeah, they're, they're confusing <laughs> things. This, this has nothing to do with anything but uh, 10,000 people – where are all these people shitting and pissing? 
<laughs> the well, it, you know, uh, they have porta potties up there, and they are trying to construct uh, some of the uh, self composting toilets. I guess they the porta potties that are up there are rather limited. Um, I would you know, imagine. it's winter, it's winter time. So you don't have the stench, but you know, you've got one little dirt road that comes into the camp and one little dirt road that comes out. It's packed in ice. You can't get trucks, you know, and cars in there very easily, you know, so a lot of these are reaching capacity, uh, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, after I, I don't the sun know goes that much down, about a lot of self-composting but. toilets, but the ones that I used, like when I was deployed and stuff, they can't handle a lot of people. You know, it's not one of those things to where it's like, oh, the porta potties aren't working. Let's dig one of these. Like, no, that's like you would need a bunch of them because it's like they basically you got to have just a few people for each one a day because it has to more or less go into the ground and kind of soak into the earth more or less. I, I mean, from from my limited knowledge of it. So if it's like, a, oh, the porta potties aren't enough. We need a self-composting toilet. Like, no, it's kind of the other way around. It's like if if the if the the volume is too much for the self-composting toilet, then you need porta potties. Like, they're not. You can't have that many people on each one. Right. And uh, no, I mean it, the majority of the people up there are. You know, they're working together very well to address all the needs of everybody up there. You know, I don't want to kind of give it a bad name you know oh, yeah absolutely there is i don't think you are i i, I we're just there are people around. up there that should not be there they're taking this you know i think the wrong way but you know for the most part everybody that in, is in the camp there you know if somebody needs something they take care of them you know there's there's a a ton of paramedics and nurses from all over the country that have set up several uh you know medical tents so if anybody slips and falls they get cold you know, they 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 really are doing a very good job of sustaining themselves. But do they you know, have a, a, a psychologist or a therapist in case someone gets their white privilege check too hard and then they they have hurt feelings <laughs> and they can go talk to someone? Does that I, does that happen? I, actually, I'm I'm pretty confident they do have a few people up there like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I kind of a funny story. Uh, you know, there was a, kind of a big group. Uh, tent where I, apparently they have you know meetings uh, throughout the day to kind of update people on information and uh, Sunday night I went over there just poke my head in there kind of get a feel of what was going on and uh, you know everybody in there they're discussing issues about the camp and they're and they're talking about and it kind of went along the lines of white privilege, uh, you know, sensitivity training, essentially, you know, how you should treat people of color and, and people that are gay and, you know, just kind of a big kumbaya fucking meeting of, you know, how everyone's supposed to treat each other. And as they're finishing up the meeting, the, the gal up in the front, you know, she asks, you know, does anybody else have any issues that we need to address here at the camp. And the guy that was standing behind me here, uh, you know, he's God, probably 17, 18 year old, you know, a native native American lives up there about seven foot tall, just basketball looking player kid. And he raises his hand and he's like, yeah, get on social media, do what you people do and get more shitters out here. And he turns around <laughs> and, and it was, it really struck me that, you know, there's 200 white kids in this room talking about how they're supposed to act towards 
you know, people of color to, to Native Americans. And the one issue that the Native American kid in the room had was, hey, we needed more places to go take a shit. He didn't give a <laughs> shit about what these people were talking about or how they were going to treat each other or how you treat gay kids. You know, they, you know, and, and that was it, what kind of struck me is where the priorities are for some of so the So the trash and the, and the shit's piling up well, like... Uh... <laughs> A bunch of kale-eating people are going, are they Native Americans or Indigenous Americans? Let's hash this out, people. Right, right. Pretty much, yeah. You know, so, you know, and and it's not like, like I said, I I don't want to try to give anybody a bad name, you know. uh, No, you haven't. All the I I think they they, they uh, mean well, their heart's in the right place. But, yeah, they, uh, (laughs) and this is North Dakota in the wintertime. You know, when I left... You know, you've got 40, 45 mile an hour sustained wind. You know, they got three or four inches of snow. It's white out conditions with wind chills 20, 30 below zero. Oh, I can it's, only imagine. Iowa's cold enough in the winter, man. Up there's got to be 10 times. It's worse. brutal. It, I, yeah. And, and, you know, you've got people that have got, you know, they got their coat and their gloves and their little their little tent, you know, and, hey, we're going to ride out the winter. You know, these are the conditions that you'd face like climbing fucking Mount Everest. And you can, you know, you know, you know, you imagine how prepared and how healthy and and how conditioned you have to be to do something like this, you know, there's a lot of people that are are going to get a rude awakening, you know, for staying up there. You know, that sensitivity training is not going to keep you from freezing to death. <laughs> so sure, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're saying maybe some some good could come out of this. Yeah, the pipeline eventually goes through <laughs> thanks to Trump, but you know, a couple hundred social justice warriors uh, become popsicles, and the world's a better place. Well, yeah, and the last couple of days, uh, you know, on some of the, uh, you know, the Facebook pages up there where they've, they've, uh, you know, they've been trying to get some of the North Dakota National Guard to come out there and basically rescue some of these people. (laughs) And it's been kind of ironic that, you know, these are the, you know, these are the, the police that you've been protesting, and now you want them to come save you. And, uh, you know, there, yeah. There's really, so what? Uh, what have they been having to save them from? Are, are they just like going up and like they're hiking away from the protest? Or no, what, no, what just the fact up? that the the camp itself is tense and thirty degree thirty degree below weather. That, oh, that's enough. Shit. Right. Yeah. Okay. I I am going to speak very very carefully here. I'm going to speak very carefully because I do want to agree with Dave and say that the Standing Rock protests uh, are important and. Uh, it's, it's oh, they right. absolutely are. Where well, are you no. going with this, man? Yeah, I'm already I'm against gonna... you. I already disagree. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> Jesus. Well, just say... And see, half the time he sets it up like this. He sets it up like, listen, I don't want to sound like I support the Nazis, okay? I don't want to sound like I'm saying that the Ku Klux Klan should be able to fucking have little stands in front of elementary schools, all right? It's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that the remake to Mad Max was a pretty good movie. You know, it was pretty good. I know it's like a controversial statement, but I thought the remake was pretty good. I don't normally like remakes, but it was a good remake. Anyway, back to the podcast. You're saying, it's you're like, saying it's just, I, I'm going nowhere right. <laughs> yeah, and then it's not that fucking, it's not that bad. So, all right, I'll, I'll hear you out. Just know that I, I agree, I disagree with you until you prove me otherwise. No, no, I, I want to make it clear 
here. <laughs> that that I, I love the fact the veterans went there. I, I uh, my heart is with the natives, uh, the Native Americans, and, and but the social justice warriors that are having these problems and crying and whining. It reminds me, and that's why I'm trying to to, to distance the the parallel I'm about to make that the Standing Rock protest is good, but the 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 social justice warriors that get up there and like, yeah, I'm gonna make a difference. Now I'm cold. Someone come get me. It reminds me of those Westerners that joined ISIS that said, we want to join ISIS. We're going to jihad. And then when they got over there, they started defecting and sending letters home. This makes me sad. I'm a janitor. Oh, like, <laughs> that's what it reminds me of is these idealists that get into these situations that they know fucking nothing about. And then it bites them in the ass. <laughs> so I compared yeah. Standing Rock to ISIS is what I just did. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I... No, I, I, I still think it's, you know, even anybody that goes up there with fucking sandals and dreadlocks and kale and stuff, fuck it, man. They're still going to support a good cause. Maybe maybe, right. maybe they're annoying. Maybe they're douchebags <laughs> at times. But, like, they're still on, you know, they're, they're still on our side. And Their I'll, heart's I'll, in I'll, the right place, yeah, yes. I'll still send them a pair of thermals, you know. I'll try to make it uh, GMO-free or fucking organic or, like, whatever it's got to be for them to throw it on to keep it freezing to death but still have their integrity. Like, I, I'll fucking send them whatever kind they want, man. They're doing the... Uh, they're, they're, they're doing the right thing up there. They are. All right. Well, with that, I do want to... I said I'd thank Dave at the end of all this. And I, I want to actually double down on my thank you to Dave for enlightening us, for explaining all this. And the reason I'm doubling down is uh, G, what Jake knows uh, is what the listeners don't know is as we started this process, there was a lot of noise. There was a lot of background noise. And Dave realized it was his furnace. So in uh, 20 degree weather, Dave went and shut his furnace off and has been sitting in the cold, not, you know, ice cold. Oh, really? Tent- Dude, yeah, just been- put up with the background noise. The listeners can put up with it. So can you. <laughs> it Jesus was really Christ, fucking Dave, annoying. Fucking, turn, your, turn your furnace back on. Don't let Tim will fucking bully you over the phone. <laughs> fucking turn it back on, dude. Don't freeze like any of those little hippie kids <laughs> up in the mountains who didn't realize it's going to be cold. Like, these are my lucky protesting sandals, man. I don't need shoes. The fascist 1% wants me to wear shoes. I'm not bringing shoes up there. I'm being one with the earth, man. Like, don't freeze like one of them, dude. <laughs> uh, we've turned a protest into silly. Well, th- thank you so much for coming on, Mr. Uh, Mr. Dave. I'm not using your last name for any other reasons that nobody really wants to be associated with this podcast. That's why I'm protecting your identity. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, th- thank you for coming on, and, and, and thank you for what, what you did up there in uh, Standing Rock, man. It's, it's an awesome yeah. thing. Thank you for that. And really, really fascinating insight. I think the thing that blew me away the most was uh, the the fact that you said that it was teabaggers and liberals up there just saying, all right, we don't agree on this, but we agree on the right to protest and we don't like what we're seeing on television. So we're going right. to stand here together. That to me, that that made this podcast. That was really interesting and wonderful to hear because all we hear is divisiveness and division. And, you know, we still can unify behind certain things. Yeah. Just yes. human decency is one of them. All right. Thank you for coming on, Dave. Yeah. Hey, no problem. Thanks for asking. Jake, going to say goodbye. Later. All right. My album on iTunes. Go get it. Bye, everyone.